You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. Even when we win, it's just a matter of time before we give it all back. This is the Bet Slippin' Podcast from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. All right, welcome back, Bet Slippin' listeners. I'm excited for football season. This is your host, Nathan Beadley, on the mic. Sadly, today we will be without Jeff. He's uh, just scheduling, couldn't come couldn't come together, and we really wanted to have our guest today, Minty Betts, on the show. So welcome, Minty. She's from Yahoo thank Sports. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. So glad to be here with you again, Nathan. Uh, I know we had a nice, successful football season last season, so I, I'm so excited that football is back this week. Yes, me too. And uh, we get to kick it off with a big bang with uh, Rams Bills. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, let me let me start off with having the listeners kind of figure out where they can find you because we uh we always want to spotlight you and thank you for coming on. Yeah, of course. You guys can find me on Twitter at Minty Bets and also follow all of our content over at Yahoo Sportsbook on Twitter and TikTok. And also, you know, download the Yahoo Sports app for live uh, score updates and uh, betting lines, betting splits, uh, all that good stuff and all of our betting videos and articles, of course. Yes, and they do great content over there. Content world and betting feels like we're all together in this. So uh, we, I, I love checking out Yahoo Sports stuff. So uh yeah, so let's get into it. So our odds are going to be provided by Typico Sportsbook today. They are a leading sportsbook provider. They are active in New Jersey and Colorado. So with that said, I was just doing some little research for this podcast. Figured I'd give out a couple quick notes from uh, week one of last year because, you know, there's so much unknown with week one. So seven of 16 games last year were within six points. At least when I was looking at this, I think there was only one game that was a touchdown spread. So I was like, all right, how can we make that relevant? And then four of the seven games that were within a touchdown were between a team that made the playoff and missed the playoff. So I guess at the end of the day, if you're looking at these games and you're thinking, wow, uh, the Eagles are supposed to be really good and the Lions probably won't make the playoffs, maybe that's not your most deciding factor. I don't know. It's just something I figured I'd uh, chime in and put in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, nope. Absolutely. I love all these like little betting nuggets and betting trends. And of course, we know that week one is kind of the harder week to gauge here because we think we know certain teams and uh, they, you know, certain teams don't show up and some teams start a little slower in week one. So I'm very cautious this week one, but I'm so excited. I just want to bet every game on the board here. Yeah. So I actually, uh, I'm not going to have an official play for Bills Rams, but I just, I want every listener to know that I will be betting it somehow, some way. Um, But yeah, let's get into that. Bills Rams, Thursday night football, pretty excited for that. It's going to be a pretty high profile game. So right now the Bills are two and a half point favorites. And I don't know if you've been necessarily following this betting movement throughout the offseason, but it actually started as uh, Rams minus one, and it's transitioned to almost Bills by a field goal. I think there's probably a lot of Bills, pro-Bills money. Um, I don't think this early on, me and Jeff usually kind of love diving into like, oh, is X money here, is X money there? But on a Monday, the Sunday before, there probably aren't a lot of bets in. But that line movement, I mean, they they released these week one lines, what, months ago? So uh, Mm – I I thought that was interesting. Do you have anything you love about this game? Yeah, I really love this game. And I'm so high on the Bills this season and for week one. So I'm hopping on the Bills train here. It doesn't happen often, but when the Rams are home underdogs, they're two and seven straight up and two, six and one against the spread. That was dating back to 2016, though. So I really like the Bills here. The Rams are going to suffer from the Super Bowl hangover and compete against a defense that allowed the lowest passer rating and the fewest pass attempts on first down last season. Uh, That defense Defense is stout. That offense is fierce. I am high on the Bills this season, minus two and a half this week. And uh, I think that's kind of a steal, even though you did mention the line movement there. Kind of feel like the value 
is kind of gone, but I think the Bills can win by a field goal. Uh, they're five and two against the spread as road favorites, so there's something there. Yeah, and me and Jeff have always kind of got into it that if you just sometimes if you just feel like a team's going to win, the two or three point spread isn't going to be your most deciding factor. Yeah. So I'm on your side as well. I I was a Josh Allen stand last year. I thought he was going to win MVP. I thought he was going to be the best quarterback by a long shot. I think that again this year, he looks phenomenal. Diggs will be back. I mean, Gabriel Davis came on really strong at the end of last season. Dawson Knox looks good. So uh, I think there's nothing against that. I don't, I don't think I love Bills two and a half, but I think it's definitely the side I would like to get behind. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's look at, so their total was actually set at 52 and a half. I don't think I said that. The money line for the Bills is minus 130. I think I would probably stay away from that given how strong both defenses are. And then at the same time, how strong both offenses are. It's going to be, I mean, it could be a Super Bowl matchup. So. Oh, yeah. I would love to see this as a Super Bowl matchup. But yeah, I don't have anything on the total because I'm kind of leaning over. But you're right. These defenses, I mean, will they start out pretty slow? Will they start out pretty strong? We don't really know. So my stronger pick here is definitely the Bills. Yep. I definitely uh, feel that. So let's, unless you got anything else, we can move on to the Sunday slate. We got a lot of games to talk about. So not every game can get uh, 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. No, let's move on to Sunday because we have a lot to cover. All right, first one on the docket, NFC South matchup, Saints Falcons. I'm actually pretty excited for this. I'm gonna I'm gonna be jumping on the Saints bandwagon this year. Um so the line is Saints minus five and a half. The over under set at forty two and a half with a little bit of juice going on to the over. Uh money line's virtually unplayable. So I, I think I'll start off this one just because I love the Saints. I think they added their weapons. Michael Thomas is gonna be back. I believe he's on track to play week one. I know he had a small setback earlier. So they're going to welcome a former offensive player of the year. They drafted Chris Olave. I'm a big Buckeyes fan, so I've been loving Chris Olave. So their offense is the real deal. And the Falcons are going to have a new quarterback underway. They might they might see what uh, Desmond Ritter looks like later in the season, but it's going to be Marcus Mariota. He's kind of been a perennial backup, and he hasn't necessarily proven himself. And they're going to go against a defense that could be the best in the NFL they lost Marcus Williams, but they added uh, Honey Badger, and they already had given up the seventh fewest yards in 21. And they're going to be going against an offense that could rival for one of the worst in the league, especially without Calvin Ridley. I mean, you're going to be putting a lot on Drake London versus uh, Marshawn Lattimore. So one of my favorite bets of the whole day is going to be Saints minus five and a half. I think, I think they could win by 30. Oh, yeah. I really like the Saints as a sleeper here for the NFC South. I think they could compete with the Bucks here in this division. Um, but I'm with you. Saints minus five and a half. I think it opened at what? Saints minus three and a half. I could be wrong. I, I've looked at so many lines this week. Um, but I think Jameis is such a great quarterback for New Orleans. This offense finally healthy and stacked, as you said, with Jarvis Landry and the addition of Chris Olave. And I'm not going to be too excited about Michael Thomas because I can just see him getting hurt again uh, mid-season or early on. Uh, but the Saints are just better on both sides of the ball than Atlanta. Losing Matt Ryan is a huge hit to the Falcons. And although I like Mariota, he's not up to Matt Ryan's level. Um, I think this is a big number to cover, but the Saints can do it. So I like the Saints minus five and a half as well. I will say you were right. Started out at minus three and a half and minus three and a half to minus five and a half is a uh, huge jump. That is a solid amount of movement right there. So, but at the same time, I can't. And if it's six or over, I can't. I don't think I can uh, not play it. I, I, I mean, I like the Saints and I think everyone's protecting the Falcons to be one of the worst teams in the division. I don't really know where their offense is going to come from. I mean, I think Cordero Patterson's over 30 now. Um, Drake London, like I said, he's going to be a rookie going against one of the best cornerbacks. So I'm kind Mm -hmm. of of hesitant on uh, what they can produce. Yeah, and I mean, the Falcons, they're known to blow blow leads and stuff. They're like the worst fourth quarter team in the league. So I don't think a lot of people are are very confident when they're backing the Falcons here. So it's got to be the Saints or no play for me. Yep. Same here. Same here. All right. So let's, uh, let's move on to a game. I'm a lot less excited about, uh, 49ers bears. The 49ers are six and a half point favorites over total set at 41 and a half. Uh, there's heavy juice on the 49ers minus 125. So the bears are plus money here. Do you have a play here? Cause I think it's still like Justin Fields is kind of unproven. Trailance is kind of unproven. What, what do you feel like here? I'm feeling, I don't like this game either. I lean the under, 
Um, but I hate betting NFL unders. I think it's going to be a heavy game of defense. I mean, the 49ers, we see Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and Jimmy Ward, the stars of this defense. And the Bears have essentially a new coaching staff, new receivers. So this team is basically starting all over, uh, both starting, like you said, inexperienced quarterbacks, both of which have a ton of hype. And with a ton of hype usually comes disappointment. Uh, this total set so low. So I don't really expect Chicago to do a whole ton of scoring. Um, lean is going to be under, but it's definitely a no play for me. So uh, out of curiosity, are you are you on the Trey Lance bandwagon this year? Because I feel like that's kind of where where the divide sits. Like if no. if you love Trey Lance, you're betting them to win a touchdown versus maybe one of the other worst teams in the league. So I have so many other teams I would rather keep up with than the 49ers. <laughs> so I have no opinion on Trey Lance versus Jimmy G or whoever else they decide to bring here because point. I, I mean, in this division, I really like the Cardinals. Um, mm. and I really like the Rams and then the Seahawks. We know are just going to go downhill for a while, but the Niners, I have no opinion on. <laughs> yep. No, no, no. I'm, I'm right there with you. All right. So. Let's move over to probably my favorite game of the week. I don't want to go to the game because, quite frankly, the Bengals are so good now that every ticket is like 250 just to get in. It's ridiculous. But we're going to talk about Bengals-Steelers, AFC North rivalry. I'm not going to have a play. The Bengals are minus six and a half point favorites at home. It's even even both minus 110 on Tipico. The overs set at 44 and a half. This this is a tough game to play. I only really wanted to give out plays that I really believed in. And like I I don't know if I can believe in the Bengals to win by a touchdown or for the Steelers. Because the Steelers are gonna be, hey, Najee Harris is gonna run you over. And I don't know. This is this is a tough one to play. I didn't feel confident in it. What are your thoughts? Okay, I love this game, but you're gonna hate my pick. I oh, like the Steelers oh. to cover. I like I them to even win straight up here. It's a oh. very unfamiliar yeah it's a very unfamiliar looking Steelers team versus last year's AFC champions I too Nathan am a Bengals fan and I were on the bandwagon all last season (laughs) I think they are gonna do phenomenal this season however I think since he giving six and a half points is too much you also Mm -hmm. kind of agree there and Mm -hmm. I get it the biggest change for Pittsburgh is their quarterback because Big Ben has been under center with them for 17 years and then you have these young young guys who aren't the cream of the crop except for maybe Pickett Um, it's hard to trust you know these new guys but these three prospects Trubisky eh, Pickett and Rudolph I mean this defense is what's going to keep this game close and shut down the Bengals because we know Pittsburgh's offense is going to be a little inconsistent uh, for the time being. But I think the Bengals suffer from the Super Bowl hangover and won't look good in week one. Um, I hate betting on Cincinnati as favorites. So I will take the Steelers plus six and a half. And of course, when you bet an underdog, you got to sprinkle a little bit on the money line. So I think this is going to be a really close game that's going to come down to the wire. Uh, and I think the Steelers could upset the Bengals here. Yeah, so pri- I I I hate to think that, but so prior to last season, the Steelers had actually been over 500 covering team for three straight seasons, and I think that goes to show that, and we both know Mike Tomlin's the real deal. And I think it's like, hey, Mike Tomlin is going to be the the person that doesn't go on the road and get blown out week one. I think Mitchell Trubisky's good enough as well. He's not going to be your franchise guy, but like we saw with people like Mariota in the past, or even the spells that Ryan Fitzpatrick has had, they can give you good opportunities. And that's something that you kind of want on your team. And honestly, I'm kind of scared of their defense. Their defense is nasty. We still have mm-hmm. kind of a hole at uh, our left guard spot. And if if TJ Watt gets on our left guard, it's over. So um, I, th- I think it'll be an interesting game. I'm going to stay away from this one, but uh, I-, I can't fault you for for going against Cincinnati. The, hy- the hype is still there, so... Yeah, absolutely. And then you said something about like, it's like 250 per ticket for the Cincy games now. I think it's crazy because for our Raiders, I'm selling tickets at like 300, 400, $500 a pop. And my seats are on the third level, like left side. It's like a corner seat. So it's to be fair, uh, (laughs) the difference in Cincinnati and Vegas is uh, a little sizable. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, uh, but no, that, that actually is pretty funny. Do you have season tickets for the Raiders? 
I do. I do. And I don't want to go to any of the games because they're so exhausting. And, uh, you know, working in sports betting and sports betting media, you work on Sundays, you know, from mm. from start to finish. You got to keep up with these games. So I, I just can't go to any of these games. It's too much for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I get that. All right, cool. Well, sadly, we'll move away from talking about my Bengals and go on to a game <laughs> that I actually kind of think is interesting. Uh, so the Eagles at the Lions, the Eagles are getting three and a half points. I think there's a lot of expectations around both of these teams this season. So it's the spreads at three and a half, the over-unders at 48 and a half. So Detroit was the second best covering team at home last season, and they improved almost every position group. They got some receivers. Jamison Williams obviously won't be active, but they did bring in Aiden Hutchinson. However, on the opposite side, they did lace Jalen Hurts with some more weapons. He's expected to have a monster season. I don't think I'm necessarily going to have a play in this game. I looked at it, and the line didn't really pop to me. I think Detroit's good at covering, and they play hard under Dan Campbell. Do you have something that kind of kind of stuck out to you, or were you kind of on the same same flow? Yeah, I just can't gauge this game. People are really high on Lions futures this offseason, with a lot of bets going to Detroit to win this division and to exceed their win total of 6.5. I think it's kind of the hard knocks effect, and I'm not really buying it. Uh, Detroit's lost three of their last four season openers. The last time they faced the Eagles last year, the Lions were blown out. This defense is still kind of poor to me, even with a healthier offense. I don't think they can keep it close. Um, I'm not betting this one. It just doesn't intrigue me, but I would lean Eagles to cover. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, it's, it's a, it's three points. I mean, if they win by six or seven, so and I think some of these lines are so so small this year. And I think week one is like a chance for betters to really be profitable because mm-hmm. lines are – I mean, at the end of last season, you had Texans, Colts. That line was, what, 17? So yeah. you really have a chance to, like, expose some lines here. So if you're, if you're like, hey, the lines aren't going to make the improvements, then that's fine. I'm not confident that they won't necessarily. Mm-hmm. So let's move on. One of my more exciting games, it's going to be one of my favorite plays, uh, Dolphins – or Patriots at Dolphins. It's another divisional matchup. Uh, the Patriots are getting three and a half. There's heavy juice on that, so it's up to minus 125. Hmm. The over-under is set at 46 and a half. I'll, I'll let you go first. Do you have a, do you have a play on Patriots-Dolphins? Do you like no, either of those? I, I initially really liked the Patriots plus the points, but they do struggle playing in Florida, going 2-7 and seven against the spread their last nine in Miami. I think Mac is the better quarterback here. Obviously, they have the better coach, but it's a no bet. Um, I don't know if it's worth taking the Pats to cover, possibly win straight up, but again, uh, I don't really like this matchup. I'm at least a little bit glad that you started with what I wanted, I guess. So I was going to bet Patriots plus three and a half. Mm-hmm. I guess it was kind of your side effect with the Bengals is I feel like there's a lot of excitement around Miami. They added Tyreek Hill. They still have Jalen Waddle to uh, I'm not really sold that they're going to be that much improved defensively. Mm-hmm. So the Dolphins won 33-24 in Miami last year, but they did score two defensive touchdowns. I think the year over year improvements that we see from Mac Jones and given how accurate he is, I think they'll be able to play their style of game. And also, the Dolphins didn't do much to improve their run defense, and they allowed over 125, 125 rushing yards in both matchups last season. Mm-hmm. And we know that the Patriots are going to use three or four rushing backs with Stevenson and Harris and all these different guys that they have. So uh, I think it'll be hard. And also the Dolphins have a new head coach, and I'm not really sold that he's going to be able to get them to the promised land, especially with kind of how I've seen seen him talk about everything. So uh I think it'll be a run-heavy Pats team, and they'll at least be able to keep it within three and a half. I would be shocked if Miami Miami blows them out, but maybe maybe I'm sleeping on them a little bit, but I'm going to take the Patriots. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are high on Miami this season, but I just don't really see it defensively, like you said. Um, I'll be keeping my eye on this one, though, because I really want to bet this game, but I just don't know who I trust more. So week one should hopefully uh, you know, open our eyes a little. Yeah, yeah, especially the importance of Tyreek, what he can do, how they really utilize him in the offense. And obviously, if you're Miami, they dealt Devontae Parker to the Patriots. So you got to kind of have a thought process that they know what they're doing. Hopefully, if you're a Miami fan, that's what you're hoping for. I don't really see them kind of translating that into a dominant win. I do understand that New England in warmer climates or in Miami may not do that well. So uh, 
I guess it'll be a wait and see for both teams, but I think it's the Patriots will be a play that I like. When, whenever Belichick's getting three and a half points versus a team that's not like the Bills, I'm probably going to take it. Yeah, same. All right, cool, cool. All right, so let's move on. I think we're almost out of the 1 p.m. slate, almost. But we have Ravens at Jets. The Ravens are getting six and a half points on the road at the Jets. The over-under set at 44 and a half. I'm going to have a play in this game. We know Zach Wilson, second year Zach Wilson's out with that torn meniscus. He had a lot of interesting controversy around him this offseason too. Yes. Um, <laughs> do you have any play in this game? You, you like Flacco or you just think Lamar's going to run over him? You know, I really like this game. I really like the Ravens to cover the six and a half. I'm seeing a lot of sevens here too. So six and a half might be the best number you'll get. Uh, it's a pretty big number though to bet on the Ravens because of how injury prone they were last year. But I feel comfortable betting on them because they're facing the Jets. Uh, New York's improved offensively and defensively, but this is still a really inexperienced team. Uh, the Ravens last season allowed the fewest opponent rushing yards per game. And although this team has one of the weaker receiving cores, we know that they're capable, uh, you know, uh, on the ground. We know what they're capable of with that run game. So, uh, yeah, I really like the Ravens minus six and a half here. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And so this is going to be a game where I don't usually try to do this, but I'm going to take kind of an alternate line. And I like the Jets team total under 17 and a half. Oh, so like New York went under this in their first three weeks of 2021 and eight times in total. So Flacco has rookie receivers and a rookie running back. Michael Carter is going to be all right. But what I really want to focus on is the Ravens, the Ravens depth in this, in their, uh, their secondary. When you have Marcus Williams, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, I love Flacco. I think he's a winner and he's a, and he's a Super Bowl winner, but. I really do not think he's going to get much going. The Jets didn't do that much to improve their roster outside of maybe they added Garrett Wilson, I believe. Hopefully hopefully they can do well more. Hopefully Elijah Moore can step up. But against the defense that could be a top five defense and could be the number one secondary in the league, I'm going to take the Jets to not quite hit 17 and a half. If it were over 17 and a half, I probably wouldn't play it. But if, even if they – I honestly am not sure I even see them getting to 17. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know how the Jets are going to score here. So I like that play a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless Michael Carter goes crazy, which still seems relatively unlikely. I mean, Calais Campbell's still in the middle. Patrick Queen's a stud. Josh Bynes was in Cincinnati for a little bit, and he was really good. They added Marcus Williams. I, I think that defense is just nasty. And they're an AFC North team, so I've kind of been tracking them more or less than a lot of other teams this season. And I think the Ravens are going to be great if they stay healthy. Yeah, absolutely. That's the key here is to stay healthy. Hopefully they don't have another year like last year. And we can see this kind of be a more competitive division too. Yeah. And they, I think they have one of the most enjoyable teams. So like mini story time, I was in, I was watching a Ravens Bengals game in 2019 and mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson had a spin move. I don't know if you remember it. Maybe I'll send you the short clip. It was probably the dirtiest move that I've ever seen. And ever since then, I mean, he also played at Louisville. So like, I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan, and if he's healthy, they're they're going to be a stud. They're going to be yeah. so good. Yeah, he's just a beast, and uh, I think he could work on a couple things, but I, I mean, he could have another MVP season, honestly. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. All right, cool. So let's move on to a team that me and Jeff basically gave out every 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 week last week. Jaguars, Commanders, three and a half. The Jaguars are going on the road to Washington. They are getting three and a half. So it's plus three and a half Jacksonville. There is heavy juice to that plus three and a half. So plus three and a half minus 130. So as you can see, a lot of these numbers are revolving around three and a half, six and a half, but they're really juicing the team they don't expect to win um, or cover. And then the over under on this game is set at 43 and a half. I think this game will actually be pretty enjoyable to watch. And I'm pretty high on Jacksonville as a team this season. I, I like Doug Peterson a lot and he took mm -hmm. a, pretty bad Eagles team to the Super Bowl. So do you do you have any take on this? Do you have any any insights? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely staying away from this game, but I think there is value there with the Jags plus the points. I mean, Doug Peterson should coach this team very well, and Jacksonville went all out in free agency, getting Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Darius Williams, and in the draft got uh, edge rusher Trayvon uh, Walker. Um, Chase Young's going to be absent for the first few games for the Commanders, so that's an even bigger plus for the Jags. So I really like the Jags plus the points and uh, possibly win straight up, but I don't know if I could I just really have to see how this team flows, you know, with Doug Peterson. 
Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I'm on that same boat. I was so close to making Jacksonville one of my favorite plays, but I just couldn't quite get there. Mm-hmm. I think um, Brandon Scherf, they paid him a lot, and he came over from Washington. So I'm not really sure if Washington's offensive line is really going to be there, but I haven't seen enough of Trayvon Walker to know if he's going to be able to abuse that weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm not really a Carson Wentz fan, and Carson Wentz won't have a Jonathan Taylor-like running back, so I'm not really right. sure where Washington's going to be scoring points from. And I guess that's my concern, is that hopefully Doug Peterson can unlock a new level from Trevor Lawrence that Urban Meyer or whoever stepped in wasn't necessarily able to. And Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot to go to show. So your Raiders did really well when obviously the whole John Gruden thing with all their problems last year. But I think Mm -hmm. that goes to show just how stable Derek Carr is. I think when you're a rookie coming in, it's a little more difficult to have all this off-field drama and be able to continue to have success. So I think Trevor Lawrence will have a really good year. I think they they may have spent in the wrong areas bringing in Christian Kirk and DJ Chark and Scherf. But – I mean, it's better doing that than doing nothing. So they at least gave him some options. I like the Jags plus three and a half. I don't think it's going to be an official play, but I think it's also kind of my play against um, against the Washington. Commanders. I'm not very high on Washington this season. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't really like the NFC East in general, so didn't really pay much attention <laughs> to that division. But yeah, this could be a, an interesting game, like you said. I'm definitely not gonna have it take up any of my TV screens. But I will be checking the scores for this one because I am interested to see how it plays out. I will say, I think whoever wins, I think 43 and a half feels like a pretty high number for this. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure I see Trevor Lawrence. I think it's kind of a wait and see approach with Trevor Lawrence because Lawrence is going to have ETM back. They were they were Clemson together. Um, mm-hmm. They're also going to have all these receivers, all these weapons. But are they really going to be able to put it all together quite early in the season? I think that's going to be where, where it rests at. And I think 43 and a half is a good under if you just think that it might take time. I mean, they haven't yeah. been in a been in a competitive game. So uh, I guess we're both going to go with the wait and see approach there. Yeah, we're both like, I want to talk about it, but also, I don't know. But yeah. Um... Yeah, I just want to keep talking about the Jacks. The Jacks <laughs> just feel good. Like, yeah. I've never been to Jacksonville either, and it just feels like it's a good city. Yeah, just feel the feeling, yes. <laughs> All right, let's move on to one other game that I just feel good. So I actually work in insurance, and um, my main territory is like the Carolinas. So I I talk to people every day that are Mm. Panthers fans. Really? And the Panthers are two-and-a-half-point favorites at Bank of America. Obviously, Deshaun Watson's out. Jacoby Brissett's going to start. Two and a half, there's really not much juice. The over-under set at 41 and a half. I love Baker Mayfield. I'm thinking it's going to be a revenge game, but I I really want to hear what your thoughts are. Leave it to the NFL to pit former teammates against each other like this in week one. It's like worse than combat sports, you know? I mean, last season, both these defenses ranked top five in total yards allowed, so I can see why this point total sets so low at 41 and a half. Uh, this line moved a point and a half in favor of Carolina since like last week. It was Panthers minus one last week. Um, and now it's moved a point and a half. That's a lot. Uh, definitely going to be a heavy game of defense for sure. And both starters, you know, were not on this team last year. So I don't really know if the chemistry is going to be formed so early in the season. Um, I may look to the first half under. But, man, I I think people are giving Carolina a little too much hype and a little too much credit here. I do like Baker Mayfield. Um, I do like this Carolina team, but I don't know. I just don't feel good about them, you know? Yeah, so the first half under is actually set at Mm -hmm. 20 and a half. Ooh, that seems low. I kind of think the more you talk about it, the more I kind of think I like it. I just, I don't see Brissett being able to move the ball. And if you're the Panthers, the mm-hmm. Panthers have a good enough coach and a good enough uh, safety duo that I think they're they're going to know that, hey, we got to stop the run at all costs. And that's mm-hmm. what we have to do. If, uh, if the Browns receivers, I barely even know who they are anymore. If they beat us and Brissett beats us, then whatever, we'll, we'll chalk up our losses. But if <laughs> Nick Chubb can't beat you, and I think that should be obvious for everyone. So... I think they probably do stack the box and then maybe look to make adjustments in the second half. And mm-hmm. I think the first half under is probably actually a pretty good play. I didn't yeah. think about that one, but it does sound pretty good. Yeah, I think that's the only way I would play it. Also get my 
wins or losses out of the way in that first half and just make up for it later on in the day. Um, but yeah, this one should be a very um, anticipated game, actually. Yeah, and um, are you on the train that the NFL is kind of trash for giving him an 11-game suspension just to come back against the Texans in Week 12? Uh, oh, yeah, like, well, I didn't know uh, your opinion on this. It's not like... No, no, no. I, I kind of figured it was, a, it was at least something to... I don't know how I feel, but I mean, NFL timing is just like perfect, huh? I mean, the amount of suspensions versus his old team, like what is going on? Um, I mean, I, I don't really know how I feel. I, I don't know how I feel about like the amount of suspension and the fines mm-hmm. and, and all that. Um, but man, I, I, yeah, I have no opinion, I guess. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just aside for the game. I figured most people kind of have, like thought about that or looked into it, but yes. All right. Next one on the docket, our largest spread. I remember vividly banking on the Texans last year to not lose by 17 and a half, and they lost by 31 against the Colts. So this year they're coming in as seven and a half point underdogs at home. The over-under set at 45 and a half. So the Texans were awful last season and still only lost four home games by more than seven. The Colts obviously improved. They they added Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman's healthy, Jonathan Taylor's going to be there. Uh, Paris Campbell should be healthy. Alec Pierce, they drafted him from Cincinnati. <clears throat> um, but Houston, on the other end, did have a couple surprise wins at home. They beat the Chargers. And like I said, it's at home. Sometimes it's hard to bet against the team getting a touchdown at home. I think I'm not going to make a play here, but I think it's got to be Colts, right? Yeah, I mean, this is a huge number for the Colts. I mean, it, I see it floating from seven and a half to eight and a half back down. It's just like floating around there. Um, I can see them blowing Houston out. They recorded the second most rushing yards last season as their running backs rushed for 10 plus yards on 14% of carries, which is actually second best in the league. Um, this defense had the second most takeaways right behind the Cowboys. The Texans just had the worst everything like giving up the second most total yards six most points this defense allowed plays uh successful plays on 51 percent of pass attempts and 43 percent of rush attempts last season which is the league worst uh, i cannot back the texans here so i lean the colts to cover but that's a really big number and the colts have always kind of i don't know they've been like really good but they're also really bad against bad teams does that make sense you know yeah. they're just like kind of a hit or miss for me they just play to their level of their competition mm-hmm, exactly so I, they're definitely a hit or miss and after what the Colts scarred me with last year I don't think I'm <laughs> I think I'm hanging out of this one yeah so we'll move on to the other exciting I believe it's the NFC South team and that's going to be the Titans the Giants are going to Nissan Stadium to play the Titans the Titans are five and a half point favorites obviously the main storyline is going to be Saquon versus Derrick Henry Barkley's finally healthy so the total set at 43 and a half. So I'll, I'll kind of start on this one. So the Giants ranked in the bottom third of the league in rushing yards per carry last season, and they didn't do a ton to bulk up that defensive line. I know they have Saquon Barkley healthy and the new coaching staff. I don't, while that might be enough to draw some excitement, I don't think that's enough to cover this line. Justin Simmons is still in the middle of the field, and I saw him absolutely pulverize my Bengals. I think he's a great defensive tackle. Um, he's one of the best in the league as well. He should be able to clog that middle. I think the Titans, you can say that they lost their receivers, but Traylon Burks and Robert Woods, who's finally healthy, kind of make up for it. And Julio Jones was aging and they never really used AJ Brown like they should have last year. And he was even hurt some of last year. So, and then the Giants weak spots, that's kind of their secondary. They rank 20th in they're secondary and 20th per pro football focus. So they may even struggle to keep Burks and Woods calm with Tannehill, hopefully wanting to find a revenge game. So Tennessee would have covered this spread in three of five home games last season against teams that didn't make the playoffs with the Giants, obviously not projected to make the playoffs. And one of those was a two point win over the Saints. So they really would have covered in four games because the Saints should have made the playoffs last season. Mm-hmm. So with the experience, mm-hmm. I love Vrabel, a uh, healthy dominant back in Derrick Henry, some new receivers. I really expect the Titans to just win by 14 or 17 here. I'm, I'm a big Titans believer this season, big Vrabel believer. I think they'll be fine and they should be able to win by more than a touchdown mm-hmm. against the Giants at home. Do yeah, you, do you I really- feel that as well? Or are you on the Giants wagon? 
No, no, no. I'm not on the Giants wagon. I really like Tennessee here, and I, I really like them as a sleeper for for the AFC South as well, even though the Colts do look like a really tough competitor here. But for this game, I will look to the under. Obviously, Tennessee has a really strong run game, which should slow down the scoring. Uh, the Giants, although they have Brian Dabble now, they will always be the Giants. They only ran successful plays, 28% uh, of plays in the red zone last year, which was the worst in the league. And the receptions per touchdown rate in the league also was awful. Um yeah, man, they're keeping Daniel Jones as their starter, but there's no flair down the field, you know? As for Tennessee, uh, the heart and soul of this team, Derrick Henry. And Tannehill is like an upper average quarterback to me who doesn't have a ton of reliability downfield. So it's going to be a slow game, I think, which is why I look to the under. And of course, I would lean Tennessee to cover here as well. Yeah, no, that's that's a great play. I like that play as well. And the Giants really, I mean... If Daniel Jones is your starter, you're probably not doing too much. So yeah, I think that's a pretty strong play, and it should be a slow game with a lot of rushes. So mm-hmm. 43 and a half is a pretty pretty good number for them. I definitely could see it ending 24, 14 or something like yeah. that. So mm-hmm. no, that's a smart play. I like that. Um, <clears throat> and I think our next four or five are the afternoon slate. These are going to be exciting games to watch, especially yes. with football back. First one, next one we're going to talk about, Packers at Vikings. It's basically a toss-up. The Packers are one-and-a-half-point favorites in Minnesota. Um, the over-under set at 48-and-a-half, two good defenses. How, how are you leaning on this game? Because I don't think I'm going to have a play, but it's going to be one of the more entertaining games of the day. So the NFC North is my just like a really confusing division for me because every time I bet these matchups, I always lose. So I'm going to stay away from this game. Um, But I mean, come on, Matt LaFleur has won 39 of his first 49 starts as head coach in the NFL and Aaron Rodgers still in Green Bay. I mean, I get the rivalry, but I think the Packers should be heavier favorites here. Uh, They're five and three against the spread versus the Vikings. Green Bay boasts the better defense uh, on the ground and through the air. Um, I like the Packers to win at this short number and, I mean, cover, but, man, I, I mean, this line just seems a little fishy to me. I think it's too short. Yeah, and the Packers were just 2-3 and three against the spread as away favorites last season. I think my problem is, is like, I can't go into this game knowing that I want to bet on Kirk Cousins over Aaron yeah. Rodgers, even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't necessarily have Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah. And doesn't have Devontae Adams, yeah. (laughs) That too. And who knows what he's doing pregame. So whatever (laughs) works. Aaron Rodgers is something else. But, I mean, he was the MVP, and he's going to continue to play really well. Mm -hmm. Even though the the Vikings are healthy, I don't don't see them doing much more. I will really be interested to see how their new, more offensive-minded coach does with Thielen and Justin Jefferson and stuff. So I do have high expectations. I think in our preview shows, I gave them out as my favorite to win the division because it was a pretty good money payout and kind of just expecting regression from Rodgers eventually. Right. But I don't think I'm going to give them out to win this game quite yet. Hmm. But that being said, we can move on to a game it sounds like we are both thrilled about. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> Chiefs, Cardinals. The Chiefs are getting four and a half. I would like to say, in the absence of Jeff, <laughs> Jeff wanted to say that the Cardinals would win this game. He has said it like on our last three previews that the Cardinals are going to win week one. So the Cardinals obviously don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray mm-hmm. is going to be 100% healthy. They're getting four and a half at home. The total set at 53 and a half, which I actually think is a pretty high total as well. Let me hear what you have to say, and then I'll also talk about why I like the Cardinals. Okay. This should be a really fun matchup. The Chiefs should be their normal dominant selves. But remember last season, they couldn't cover the spread to save their lives in the first half of the season. They were once 4-15 and against the spread. I kind of like Arizona to cover here, and I like the over. KC still has a ton of weapons. Uh, Even without Tyreek Hill, they have uh, Mar... MVS, I'm just going to say MVS now, (laughs) Um, Juju and Travis Kelsey. Uh, The Cardinals now have Hollywood Brown. They still have AJ Green, James Conner. You know, these the defenses are still a little shaky. Uh, Arizona allowed the most touchdowns in the red zone last season, and the Chiefs allowed the fifth most yards per game. Uh, I'm going to go over here as my bet for this game, but I really 
have a strong lean to the Cardinals only because of how great Arizona is in the underdog role and how bad the Chiefs are covering early in the season. Um, I love the Cardinals plus four and a half. It was it was plus three last week. Um, and I love the over at 48. So the Cardinals actually were not a home underdog last season, which is kind of kind of nice Crazy. to know. So they they're not getting much. I think the books are really overhyping the DeAndre Hopkins loss. I think Marquise Brown is going to do just fine. This is obviously going to be a shootout between two high-profile quarterbacks. And fun fact, I was in four fantasy leagues last year, and I drafted <laughs> – this is bad strategy. I drafted Kyler Murray in every single one. Oh, my so, gosh. And if you remember the first three or four weeks until he got hurt the first time, until Kyler Murray gets hurt, he's awesome. Mm -hmm. Like he is a top, top three quarterback, but then he gets hurt. He pulls a hamstring. He hurts his shoulder. And then when he comes back, he's not a hundred percent because, you know, mid season, a, a, an eight week injury, you, you go through in five or six. Yep. Yep. So when he was 100% last year, he was unstoppable. Arizona scored more than 23 in six of their first seven weeks, and they scored over 30 in all of those games. Wow. So Murray may not have Hopkins, but Brown's going to be just fine. The Cardinals mm -hmm. lost some defensively, so they may be able to make up with that in the offensive game. On top of that, the Chiefs lost their best cornerback in Chardavius Ward and already had the six most passing yards against them. So my play in this game isn't necessarily going to be a side. I'm going to be taking the Cardinals team total over 23 and a half. And I feel great about that. I mean, they, they were on fire to start last season. And like I said, Kyler's going to have all this time to feel good. And he should be facing a Chiefs defense that might even be worse and just may rely on it. So I think the over is a strong play. And I like the over team total for the Cardinals. Yeah, I love that. And uh, I just looked it up real quick. Uh, you, right. They weren't home underdogs last season at all because they were so good. Um, but at, as an underdog in general, they were 11-3-1 against the spread, winning 11 of those games straight up. So, Jeff, this one's for you. I'm on the Cardinals. I'm just convinced myself right now. Plus I'm on the Cardinals on the money line. <laughs> Let's do it. Plus 165. I like Ooh, that. I love it. Okay. We're riding the Cardinals together this yeah, week. I love the, that play. The yeah. I completely agree. So now let's transition from a team we love talking about to another team that you just, you have season tickets for them. So you have to want to talk about them. So the Raiders are playing at the Chargers. The Chargers notoriously don't have a strong home crowd. So Vegas may have more fans there. I'm not cool. really sure. Um, the Raiders are getting three and a half points. So it's plus three and a half for the Raiders. The odds are basically the same. The over under set at 52 and a half. I'm not going to play this game, but personally speaking, I think the Raiders are going to cover. Yeah, I. <clears throat> you the Raiders to win plus one fifty. Oh yeah, I. I mean, both oh, of yeah. these offenses are stacked here. The total set high because this game is going to be a high-scoring shootout. I mean, both the Chargers and the Raiders have a pretty decent passing defense. Chargers struggle defending against the run a little bit, but uh, you know they allow the third most rushing yards per game from their opponents. And both these teams are bottom seven in opponent points per game. So although I do like the Raiders to cover the spread as the Raiders are six and three against the spread as road dogs and Ellie's two and four against the spread against Vegas since 2019, I'm going with the over. I'm also going with Raiders to cover and win straight up. Uh, I think it's, what are they, plus 150 on the money line? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, give me the over. It's three and one to the over uh, their last four games. And usually, personally speaking, I'm not a huge into wide receivers, but when you're upgrading from like Zay Jones to Devontae Adams, and then oh, when you're yeah. upgrading your defensive line with Cosby and Chandler Jones now, yeah. How can you not love love the Raiders here? And they they actually have the the worst odds to win the division. And I don't know yeah. if you saw that. I think it was like plus seven hundred or something. And yeah. I've actually always been a pretty a decently big Derek Carr fan. I've never really liked Josh Jacobs, but I expect him to just sling it. Like I love the background story of Darren Waller. Mm -hmm. I love how big he is, what he's able to do in the passing game. I think it's going to be a great game. I, I, so I don't too. have a play, so I think it's going to be tough, but. If I had to have one, it would definitely be on the Raiders. Yeah, I'm definitely high on the Raiders this season. Maybe not to win the division, 
but I have them over eight and a half wins this season, and I'm pretty high on that. So love them in week one. I think the Chargers won't be able to cover. I think that's a really high number for uh, Justin Herbert, minus three and a half. So yeah, Derek Carr is such an underrated quarterback. Yeah, I don't think I gave it out, but Raiders to win the Super Bowl at plus 4,000 doesn't feel that bad. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. It doesn't feel that bad. That's definitely my like long shot dark horse pick, but no one wants to listen to me just because I'm from Vegas. So you saying that means a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you were on the Bengals thing last year, it made me feel good. So, yeah. So, you know, you know we're like, <laughs> it's a solid I for hype each up other. The Raiders, you hype up the Bengals. It's a win-win. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> All right, next one on the slip, uh, Bucks Cowboys. I believe was this the Thursday night football game last year? I know they were week one. I forget if it was Something the opener. Like yeah, it I was don't a prime time game last year for sure. It was definitely I'd a have prime to look time that game. Up later, yeah. Um, so the Bucks are getting one and a half. I'm pretty <laughs> sure the line was eerily similar to last year, and that game ended thirty-one twenty-nine. Mm. Bucks, I believe. Mm-hmm. Might have to double check that. So the Bucks are one and a half point favorites going to the Cowboys. The big offseason things were what Gronk retired and the Cowboys lost Amari Cooper, I mm-hmm. believe were the two big deals in the offseason. I'm going to yes. pass this one. Um, I would like to note that the Dallas was one of the best covering teams last year. They were three and one against the spread as, as an underdog. And they're returning basically the same lineup outside of Cooper. I mean, CeeDee Lamb's back. <clears throat> uh, the, Dawson Knox is – or. Um, Schultz is back, mm-hmm. and I think they have a lot of good in their lineup. And then you have the Bucks, who they lost Alex Kappa, so they lost a starting guard. And then they also lost a starting safety in Jordan Whitehead. I think eventually Tom Brady's going to regress. So yeah. if I had to make a play, it would be the Cowboys plus one and a half. But uh, I'm willing to listen if you if you can convince me on the Bucks. <laughs> I, this line is so tight. It's definitely not my most confident pick because you never want to get bet against Tom Brady. And every year we want to say, oh, this year he's going to regress a little. Um, but this Tampa team is going to look a little different. I mean, Brady seems kind of off already. Um, Arian's gone, Gronk gone. This is an older roster. And then with Dallas, they're returning, like you said, a lot of key players and coaching staff. Um, both teams top seven in opponent points per game and takeaways last year. So betting on the under makes sense, but they're also two top scoring teams as well. Um, although I think right now most of the tickets are on the under, I'm I'm going to lean over here and I really don't know who I like to win or cover. I want to say the Bucks win here, but it's not so confident. It was the Thursday night game last year and the Bucks won 31-29. I will oh. say I'm not going to equate this to that, but do you remember week one last season when Aaron Rodgers went <laughs> to the Saints? Aaron Rodgers yes. had, a, had a great season, but he just got clapped. Just flopped. Yeah, I totally remember. It was remember. like four interceptions. The, the Packers lost by like 30. Yeah. I'm not saying this is it, but they're going to be facing a Cowboys team that's ready, that's primed. Zeke's healthy. Tony Pollard's probably going to take another step. Yep. Like I said, I'm not playing it, but if there was a side, I think that Tom Brady always gets a lot of love. I didn't look it up, but I'm sure that 56% of the cash is on the Buccaneers. More tickets are on the Cowboys. Mm, I mean, that's yeah. too close to really matter anyway. Um, I can see that. Yeah. I, uh, man, I don't know. Like I said, you're right. The ca- This Cowboys team is in their prime. They're definitely the younger team here. So they should win uh, at home, especially, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't like betting against Brady, and I also do not like the Cowboys, so I just can't. <laughs> Once you've lost like eight times to Brady, you're like, yeah, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. not doing it anymore. Yeah, it's very like this. Sports betting is very like superstitious too, you know. <laughs> and you have like it's very scarring yeah. because I bet on the Cowboys to to cover two years ago when they sucked at covering the spread, and that I've just had bad experiences since then that's just it just has um ruined me from betting on the cowboys ever again it's kind of funny that you're and and i'm the same way that that you just when when you are betting and like even though if if you do lose a game you still have those like you still have the memories of the bad beats from mm-hmm. forever ago it's kind of it's kind of fun yeah yeah <laughs> and people always ask not. like oh what what are some of your bad beats and you don't remember until you hear the matchup again and then you're like oh yeah i remember now <laughs> you know no, ab- yeah absolutely all right, 
Last game of the day, Monday Night Football. I think we're probably going to be on the same side here. Uh, Broncos, Seahawks. The Broncos are getting five and a half. The Broncos are, the Seahawks are getting five and a half. So it's plus five and a half for Seattle. Seattle's the home team. The total set at 42 and a half. I think the only way to really play this is Denver. And I don't really want to play Denver. Is that where you're at too? Yes, straight up. I just don't believe the Seahawks have what it takes to win this matchup. Um, they're a team in rebuild right now, and they've given away their star quarterback to the Broncos. Geno Smith will be the starter for the Seahawks, I believe. And although he's covering at a 57% clip as the starter, I'm not quite sold he can utilize the receivers down the field. You know, DK Lockett. Um, I think he's just going to have a lot of pressure from Denver's defense, and I think that's that's where they're going to show their dominance here uh, is their defense. Uh, they ranked eighth in total yards given up, third in points allowed. And although they could work on forcing more turnovers, I don't believe they'll have a tough time doing so on Monday. So the only way I can play this is Broncos to cover. I think you just talked me into taking another team total. And that is going to ah. be the, the Seahawks team total at 17 and a half Ooh. and the under being minus 115. It feels good. It yeah. feels good. Like, what? how are they going to score? Kenneth Walker's out. Uh, with Bradley Chubb on that line, with the cornerbacks that are in Denver, I'm just – I'm not sold that uh, Metcalf and Lockett are really going to be the players they were in the past. And I, yeah. I, and I like Lockett. I've had Lockett on my fantasy team for like three straight seasons. So <laughs> I'm a Lockett fan. I believe he's a great route runner. But he's also getting older. And Geno Smith is – he's been able to keep games close, which mm -hmm. when I was – kind of research things i was like hey geno smith he started three games last season and he never had over 210 passing yards so he's, it's not the most impressive play mm -hmm. but he, he keeps games close so i'm not really sure i love taking them the broncos is like one of my best bets but i still feel like that's the only way to play it yeah. other than maybe playing the under just because maybe everything doesn't pan out and russ struggles a little bit or something similar to that yeah absolutely um yeah, I think there's a lot of hype with this Broncos team, and I totally get why, um, but I'm just not quite sold. Clearly, they're going to be better than the Seahawks, um, and I see all, I'm pretty sure without even looking at the splits that a lot of people are going to be high on the Broncos here for Monday night as well. So it does scare me that it's probably going to be a big public team. Um, but yeah, I like the Broncos minus six and a half. Not going to bet it though. So maybe I'll change my mind on game day. <laughs> I probably will bet it, but I'm not yeah. going to give it out is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not going to give an official bet out because it's not close to that time. So we don't have to quite focus on the Monday night game until Monday Twitter. night hits. Check the Twitter. Yeah. Check the Twitter. <laughs> All right. There's going to be um, lots of props given out probably. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I kind of, I would love to have another episode down the road of where I do props, but it's so hard because you're talking about so many games that mm -hmm. factoring in a rushing prop or something is kind of difficult. It's too much, yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. We're going to our last segment. As you know, I'm going to keep it from the Jeff era. We're going to the window. I'm going to do a little... The Bet Slipping Podcast. Going to the window. All right. Like I said, we're keeping it from Jeff. We're at the window. I got five bets. How many do you got? I have, it was four. Now it's just three. I got to be very selective week one. All right. Sounds good. So I'm going Saints minus five and a half, Ooh. Patriots plus three and a half, and Titans minus five and a half is my three sides. So give me your sides. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're mine are all sides. Um, Steelers, all right. Never mind. Give me them all then. Yeah. Give them all. Steelers plus six and a half and oh, on the money line plus 220 plus 230, right. whatever your book has. Ravens minus seven and Raiders plus three and a half and on the money line plus 150. And so my last two are Jets team total under 17 and a half and Cardinals team total over 23 and a half. Ooh, yeah. Love so that, that said, I think we're wrapping it up. Thank you guys for streaming. Thank you, Menti, for coming on. Love having you. Really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you. It was so nice to be back. And it's uh, so excited. Can we just like, can Thursday just start already, you know, and just kick things off? Hey, three days, three days. We're waiting nice. on it. Let's do it. Again, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back for week two. Might start doing some NCAA football in here as well. So uh, just keep it uh, keep, keep streaming and stay tuned. All right. See ya. Peace.